You're listening to the Volleyball by Design podcast. Today, we're going to talk about footwork, specifically footwork for the setting position as well as blocking in general. We'll cover footwork um, not just for setters, but middle blockers and pin blockers and see if we can help you out with some footwork today. So it's an episode you don't want to miss. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Coach Brian Singh, and after a number of years coaching competitive volleyball and as the head coach of the biggest college in Canada, I've become obsessed with helping coaches improve their knowledge and skills of the game by teaching them how to coach efficiently and effectively to ultimately reach their volleyball goals. I created the Volleyball by Design podcast to give you simple, actionable, step-by-step strategies so you can get clarity and apply what you learn right away. This is... The Volleyball by Design Podcast. What's up, ladies and gentlemen? Welcome to episode 106 of the Volleyball by Design Podcast. How is everyone doing out there today? Another week of volleyball, another week of off-season for myself and wherever you are uh, around the world. I think uh, I think there's some, in, in some parts of the States, there is, there's a lot of tournaments going on now. So season's not over for some of you. Uh, I know definitely in, in high school that we're off-seasons, a lot of off-season training and clinics and all that fun stuff. But uh, yeah, exciting stuff ahead of us. Um, for those of you that are new to the podcast, welcome. My name is Coach Brian Singh and I'm the host of the podcast. And if you are a regular listener, as always, you know how much I appreciate you tuning in for another one. Hoping to deliver some value, some things that you can take back to your gym and apply right away. You know, hopefully we get some growth on today's episode. So as I was sitting down to plan out today's episode, um, I, I wanted to I want to talk about footwork. It's something that I feel like I haven't spoken about in a while, or I, I've never really done, done an episode directly on footwork. And then I thought about dividing it up in terms of different positions, because that would make sense, because footwork changes. Well, footwork is different, you know, depending on the position. And then I realized that the episode might be a little too long uh, for footwork for every single position. So what I'm planning on doing is I'm going to break this footwork series up into two episodes, maybe three, depending on how, how much we get through today and, 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 and next week. So today we're going to talk about setting and blocking uh, for middle blockers and pin blockers. So blocking and setting footwork. And then next week, what I'm going to try to do is talk about footwork for defense. You know, defense out of the back row or if you're peeling off the net. Uh, we'll talk about left side footwork. Um, we'll talk about passing footwork as well uh, and see where we go from there. And then there's a couple other footwork things I want to mention. But I think we should be able to get it done in two episodes. We'll see. We'll see how it goes. Uh, but let's uh, let's talk about today's, in today's episode, let's, let's start off with the, the setter. Let's talk about the setter, okay? Oh, I forgot before we get into this. So depending on when you're listening to the episode, uh, if you're listening to it before August 6th and 7th of 2022, then I want you to save that date. I've mentioned this earlier on the podcast. Now, I'm going to be uh, releasing tickets soon. Uh, I've been a little bit behind because I've been just uh, planning and getting things done. But I want you to save the date, August 6th and August 7th for DVA Live, which is going to be a virtual clinic, a two-day clinic where I'm going to walk you through how to build a championship program in two days. So normally, you know, what I wanted to do something a little bit different because I know that there's a lot of virtual clinics or, or just volleyball coaches clinics in general, and you, you're always going to get, you know, one coach talking about setting, one coach talking about passing, one coach talking about offense or defense and stuff like that. And it's really great to add to your toolbox. 
But the transformation that I find at those clinics is very minimal. I want it to be able to take you through not just, you know, not knowing how to plan a championship program, or maybe you do know how to plan a championship program, but just giving you all the tools that I have and set you up from the start all the way to the finish. So it's going to be more of a hands-on virtual clinic where you're going to be, you know, getting together with other coaches and planning out your volleyball program and that championship culture and all the stuff we're going to talk about, which I'm going to teach you. So there's going to be a lot of time where you get some planning done and work done. So it's going to be more of an interactive type of clinic experience than just listening to someone speak for an entire day. It's going to be, you're going to be doing things as well. So uh, I'm looking forward to it. I really wanted to create, I've always, I've been, I've been meaning to do this for years and I, I know I've, I've talked about this on the pod before, but I'm happy that I'm getting around to do it now. And I've already secured some pro national level coaches as well as players to come and speak to um, the, you know, the people that show up. So it's gonna be great, great time. Anyways, so yeah, save those dates and I'll, I'll let you guys know when tickets are released to start, start buying some tickets to that. Okay, so let's talk about the setter position first. We'll start talking about the setter. Um, now let's talk basic footwork, so starting position. So when you are training your setters, the basic starting position is this. Their right foot is going to be parallel to the midcourt line, so separating yourself and the other team, the net, is parallel to the net. It's pretty much right on the, the, the line, the net line. And your left foot is going to be open to the court. So when you have your when you're setting up to you know your IDP, when you're setting your setters up to set originally, both feet are not facing left side, or both feet are not facing the other side of the court. Your right foot is side by side with the midcourt line, parallel to the midcourt line, and your left foot is open to position, let's say, six to five in that area. So now what this this enables you to do is enables you to see the ball that's being served. So now you can track the ball that's being served a lot easier as well as track where the ball is coming from from your passers. And because your, your stance is a little bit open, you will be able to move in, much, in a much more dynamic way and in multiple different directions than if you were just, you know, facing the other side of the court or your feet were you know, both feet were pointed to area four. I mean, that's not the most optimal way, you know, to, to when it comes to start, starting position for your footwork, okay? So that's, your, that's the beginning. Then the next steps in terms of footwork is we want to train our setters when we're moving, when we have to come off the net for whatever reason, that you push off the right foot, the inside foot, you push off the inside foot, and then you take your steps to go. Now, Generally, I'm going to give you a general rule, then I'm going to give you how I teach it. The general rule is push off the right, okay, so push off your right foot, then you go left, right, left. General rule, right? Right, right, left, or or, sorry, uh, left, right, left. Now, the reason I don't like this, it's good if you're just teaching forward from the the very ground up, because yeah, you could teach a little bit of that, but how often does does it take three steps to get to the ball? I mean, your last two steps to wherever the ball is is important, but we want to make sure that we're not just teaching that only footwork. Just to get it, you can start training them to get used to coming off the net, but that's not the the ideal footwork we want. All right, we want to make sure that they can move efficiently to the ball, which leads leads into my next point. There isn't a correct amount of steps to get to the ball. It's however many steps is needed. Now, think about that. 
I want you to be as, and, and there's there's a lot of debate out there. Of, well, I used to say, you know, we want to maximize efficiency. We always want to maximize efficiency. So I say less movement, maximize efficiency. And that's great. And I do believe that. But if you're, but it's all about how your athlete moves efficient. That's the key. Every athlete is different. How do they move efficient? Because here's what the end goal is. The end goal, if the ball is passed off the net, is to push off the right foot, your inside foot, take the fastest steps to that ball as possible, and then your last two steps is what gets you behind the ball, and you want to be squared to something. Now, generally, we want to be squared to the left side. The left side position is what we want to be squared to. So when you are doing your footwork, your last two steps are going to square you to a position, generally the left side. Now, the reason I say generally is because depending on where the ball is, you might not be able to square to the left side, but that's the goal. You always want to square it to the left side. I've heard coaches say square it to the, the post, but you want to square it to the left side position. So after you push off your right foot, you take as many steps as needed to be efficient, that's natural to the athlete, that's athletic to the athlete, and then when you get under the ball, you take your last two. And your last two steps are rhythm steps. I like to say, I, I always tell my setters, hop into your last two steps. Because that hop is gonna give you is gonna give you a little bit of rhythm. It's gonna give you momentum that you can use to push the ball a little bit more efficiently, a little bit more smoothly. Okay? Now, I'm not gonna talk about hands and all that stuff because this episode is strictly on footwork. Now there are a couple other things you have to be aware of when it comes to setter footwork. So yes, we're pushing off the right, we're getting to the ball, we're doing our last two. Just like you do when you jump, you know your last two, you go bang, bang, one, two. Same thing, you go one, two, and your last two steps. Make sure they get under the ball, and make sure they're uh, there, ready, squared to the left side, shoulders squared to the left side, release the ball, okay? Now, the two other things you have to worry about is setting off one foot, that is absolutely a factor. And when you set off one foot, you, you the ideal position here, okay, the ideal position is to set off your left foot if you're right-handed and your right foot if you're left-handed. Now, why is that? Normally, if you're right-handed, if there's any basketball fans here, you might know what I'm talking about. If you're right-handed and you're doing a layup, you're jumping off your left foot. If you're left-handed, you're doing a layup, you're jumping off your right foot. It's the opposite foot. It's always the opposite. You know, you know, in volleyball, even when you serve, you know, you step with your left, you throw with your right. In baseball, you step with your left, you throw with your right. Yeah, it's, it's common. It's just the way that biomechanically, our, you know, athleticism works and things like that. So same thing with volleyball when it comes to setting. Set off your left foot. Unless you're right-handed, you can set off your right foot. But because we're setting with two hands, because we're setting with two hands, I would go by what's normal, what what feels normal to your athlete. Now, the reason the rule of thumb is jump off left foot if you're right hand is because that generally feels normal to your athletes because that's what they have to do in every other sport. In every other sport, they have to do that. Now, I know there are volleyball coaches listening to this that's going to say, I always want them to be able to jump off their right foot. Now, if you're asking yourself why, because if you think about it, when the ball is being passed towards the net, your right foot is on the inside. It's the, it's the right foot is the closest to the net. And you may want to have that be your last step. When you jump, you'll be jumping straight up and straight down. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? Like, 
That is what I hear coaches say a lot. And I agree. I understand that perspective. You know, why would you want to go right left and have your, your, your body shift a little bit to the left when you know, you're moving towards the court, which is the right side of your body? Now, here is my take. My take is that if you are a left-right jumper, then that is what you're doing. Because that's what's normal to you. That's what feels comfortable to you. That, athletically, will probably put you in a better position to be stable in the air and going straight up and straight down versus the right-left if you are a right-handed player and you take a left-right approach. So understanding that is important, okay? So when you're jumping off one foot, Ideally, the way that I teach it is left foot if you're right-handed, right foot if you're left-handed. But at the end of the day, I wouldn't even tell your athletes what foot to jump off of, to be quite honest. I would show them, here's how you do the footwork to jump off one foot. Now go and do it. And let's see which foot they choose. And they're probably going to choose what we talked about. And in terms of uh, technique to jump off one foot, there isn't much technique. Here's what you do. When the ball, if now this is normally in in case of an overpass, so let me let me rephrase. There's a little. There's two different types of one foot setting here. The first is if the ball is passed and it's going over the net, and you can't get there with two feet in time to be stable in the air to jump straight up and prevent that ball from going over by setting it. You might have to implement a one foot where you. It's like you know, run, 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 get there. One foot off, set the ball. Now, a couple of things when you're taking off with one foot, make sure your chest is straight and not down. If your chest is pointed to the ground, it is gonna, you're going to be unstable in the air and you're probably going to shift your body motion in the air as well. You do not want to do that. All right. You want to make sure that you take off one foot, your chest straight up, your head is straight up. That way you're going straight up and straight down. You're not shifting in the air and you're stable. One other thing I want to mention, this is more technical now, is tight core. Keep your core tight. That helps with stability. Okay, so train your players to keep their core tight. The other type of one foot set is when we pivot. So if a ball is passed off the net, now you might have to visualize this. So if you're driving, do not close your eyes. But if you're not driving, close your eyes and visualize what I'm saying. If the ball is passed off the net, that means your setter has to now push off their right foot and come off the net and, and, and get to that ball. Now, they may not be able to get to the ball with two feet. They may not be able to do that. So this is where I say pivot off your right foot. So think about this. Now, if you're closing your eyes, imagine your setter coming off the net and they're getting to the ball. And as they approach the ball, they cannot get there with two feet. So just like a layup in basketball, they're going to pivot off their right foot. So turn off their right foot. So like, you know, you know how you pivot? So you plant that right foot on the ground, turn that right foot on the ground, and then set with one, with one foot on the ground, with only the right foot on the ground. Okay, really difficult for me to explain over an audio, but that's the goal. So you're, you're not, you're, pivot, you're, you're, you're pivoting your foot twisting your foot in a weird way on the ground and it's your right foot and it's the only foot you're moving okay so you're pivoting off that right foot one foot and then you set the ball okay now the reason we don't pivot off the left foot is because your momentum is going to the right you're shifting to the right okay 
So just like the just like the example I used earlier, where we, that's why we stop. That, that, that's where our last step is our right foot, because our momentum is going to the right, and we want to we, we want to turn. And remember, the, the goal is always to turn and face the left side. So if you're turning and facing the left side, you can't pivot off your left foot to face the right. To, to uh, excuse me, you can't pivot off your left foot and face the right side of the court with that, because then you're going to be unbalanced with that right foot. So the, if the right foot is pivoted, you'll still stay in balance. Okay, so. Those are those are some setting footworks that uh, setting footwork that you know you might want to be paying attention to, and let's transition to blocking. So just to recap, let me just recap setting real quickly. Setting right foot parallel to the midcourt line, left foot open to the court. Your last so when you are up when you are setting off the net, your last two steps are there to get you to plant. So if you have to run, if you got to move fast, whatever efficient way you can do it. Get there. Your last two steps. I it's, I always teach my setters to hop into your last two steps. Hop gives you that momentum. Okay, it gives you that like that, that speed into that last two steps. Stopped. Sorry, not stop, but stable. Go pushed face left side. Go off there. One foot. There's two different types of one foot. One foot is to prevent the prevent the ball from going over the net if you can't get to it by two feet. Second is when it sets off the net. Come out. Push off the inside foot. Come out. Pivot off your right foot. Set the ball. Okay, those are those are the uh, the setting footworks that we talked about. I keep saying footworks, footwork, footwork. All right, let's talk about blocking. All right, now there are many different types of footwork for blocking. Okay, and let's start with the middle position because you know pins have a little bit of a different blocking footwork as well. But let's start with the middle because middle is a bit complicated. So when we're blocking out of the middle, we are going to well, the first thing, the very basic, basic, basic uh, footwork out of the middle is shuffling, even out of the pins. That's what you learn when you're you know, just starting out, and there is absolutely nothing wrong with shuffling. Shuffling, actually, I'll tell you what's wrong with it, but first, let's talk about the good things. Shuffling is great because you're always in control. Uh, you could get to this spot, and you could jump straight up and straight down. Nothing to worry about. Straight up, straight down. The one problem with shuffling is that it's generally too slow. This other part of shuffling is you're not building momentum to jump higher. Um, but those are the only two big ones. It's slow, and there's not enough momentum to jump as high as possible, which might not be, uh, you know, it might not be a deal breaker because I don't know if you guys know, but when it comes to blocking, we don't need to jump as high, as high as hitters do. because, Or rather, let me rephrase that. We don't need to jump as high as we would normally if there was no net there because when hitters are attacking the ball, they're not contacting the ball at their apex because the set, the setter, the set setting the ball. Sorry, the setter is setting the ball. Whatever that height the setter is setting the ball, it's the maximum height that your jumpers can jump, anyways. And then they have to jump, meet that ball in the air, and then execute an attack. So they're probably not going to be jumping their highest because there's a lot of things they got to do. So because of that, we don't necessarily have to be at our peak. So that's why shuffling you can get away with sometimes, but. When I teach blocking, and when most coaches do, they still train their athletes to do whatever is going to get them the highest jump possible, and shuffling is not one of them. But it's great if you're just learning how to block for the first time. You could really then focus on your hand positioning and your shoulder elevation and all that fun stuff because you're just, you know, shuffling is, you have so much control of your body, it's, it's no problem. The second type of footwork, which is more common at the higher level, is a three-step pattern where we push off the inside, okay? So let's, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use the example of we're gonna block left side position, okay? So imagine, again, if you're driving, don't close your eyes, but imagine if you're blocking the left side 
and you're in the middle. So what we're going to do is our starting position is arm's length away from the net. Our feet are parallel to each other, okay? Uh, uh, and our feet are shoulder width apart. Let's start there. So basic forward starting position. You're going to bend your hips slightly to be in what we call a loaded position. So we want to be loaded on the block before we move side to side. So when our hips are loaded, that means our hips are slightly bent back, but not too far back. Okay, we don't want to be, you know, 90 degrees or anything close to that. We want to have our hips just slightly bent. And then we're going to push off our left foot. Okay, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to push off our left foot, and we are going to take a step in the direction that we're going, which in our case is the left side. So again, close your eyes and listen to me. Push off your left foot and take a step in the direction that you're going to. And your foot, your foot before, your foot was perpendicular to the midline, right? It, it almost formed a T. The top of your foot was where the line was, that's a T. When you push off your left foot, your right foot now is gonna be stepping, and your right foot now is parallel to the midcourt line. So your right foot is pointed towards the sideline. So you're not taking a step and still staying uh, perpendicular to the midcourt line. When you take that step, you push off the left foot and you take the step with your right, your right foot's toe is pointing to the sideline, meaning your right foot now is parallel to the midcourt line. Okay, understand that a little bit? All right, after you take that step, that's step number one. So you're, pu you're basically pushing in the direction. You're taking off in that direction. You land on that right foot. And then the next step is your left foot has to come around. And what we call this, we call this a crossover step. So your left foot is going to cross over your body and come all the way over. And that's your second step when your left foot comes all the way over. So now your shoulders... Think about this. If your right foot is pointed towards the sideline, your shoulders are also going towards the sideline. Shuffling, you're always going side to side on the net and your shoulders are always facing the net. Now, your body, your chest, your shoulders are facing the sideline. So when that left foot comes around now, it's your second last step, it's gonna come around and now your left foot is gonna be perpendicular to the midcourt line again. So your left foot doesn't change direction. Notice your right foot did, because your right foot was, is now pointed towards the sideline, but your left foot doesn't change direction. Your left foot stays perpendicular to the midcourt line. And then after your left foot comes over, your right foot wraps around and, becomes, and comes right beside, just like how it was at the beginning, right beside the left foot, and you jump straight up and come straight down. That is a three-step crossover blocking for the middle, Okay. I don't, there's a lot of fancy names for that. Um, I just call it the three-step the three footwork out of the middle. Many people call it the swing blocking footwork as well. I don't refer to it as swing blocking because swing blocking is referred to what you do with your hands, not your feet. So I just call it the, you know, the three-step crossover uh, footwork out of the middle. Now, the key to the footwork there out of the middle is to make sure you're being explosive. You're pushing off the inside foot. And when you land on that right foot, it's like it's almost like you're you're not it's not a step. It's a push and a mini jump into the right foot if you think about it. It's exploding to the right. And then you're exploding off that right foot and then you go left right and you jump straight up and straight down. Okay? 
So that's a little bit of a longer explanation, and, I'm, and many of you do know the footwork, but that's what it is, all right? Now, you can do that same footwork, by the way, on the pins, but on the pins, what we like to do is a little bit different. So on the pins, you have a, a lot less of a distance to travel because your responsibility is only one person. The middle, middle has three people to worry about. They got to worry about the right side, the left side, and the middle, but a pin... A pin blocker just has to worry about their their position, their check, which is the person on the other side of the court opposite of them. Really simple. So the footwork is a lot less, and they're closer to that person as well. So what we do is, I want you to, again, close your eyes. If, unless you're driving, don't close your eyes if you're driving, but think about it this way. So your blockers are, you know, they're, they're loaded. Their hips are there. Their feet are perpendicular to the midcourt line. And the difference is when they're in their initial defensive position, their IDP, the weight is on the right leg. So close your eyes and imagine this. Imagine standing up on the block. Okay, you're, you're, you're loading your hips right now. And all the weight of your block is on your right leg. So not your left leg, your right leg, which is your inside, inside foot. So let me, let me just change this wording right here. I'm assuming we're blocking the left side position again, okay? So let me preface by saying we're a pin blocker blocking the left side, okay? Pretty good. So that this is a blocker in position two, your setter or your right side. So now their weight is on their right leg. So if you can imagine your weight being on your right leg, now all you got to do now is push off that right leg. Your left leg comes around, and then your right leg closes. So it's a two. It's two steps. It's not three steps. It's two steps. So the weight is on your right foot. The left foot comes around, and it's one two up really quickly. One two up. And you're pushing off that right foot because that right foot is loaded. You put all the weight on that right leg. So that right leg is loaded and you go one, two up. You don't have to take three steps when you're on the pin because you don't have to travel as much distance as the middle, for example. So loaded weight on the left leg, uh, sorry, on the right leg if you're blocking the left side, left foot, right foot up. Now, if you're blocking the right side, so if you're blocking the right side attacker, then the weight is going to be on your left foot. Okay? Hope that makes sense. Hope we're getting somewhere there. Hope we're okay. All right. And I think the last thing that I want to mention is maybe two more things. So I want to mention the, yeah, the crossover two-step. That was one thing that I had in my notes here. So the crossover two-step, what that means is it's essentially a layup. So I, I go back to the basketball reference. A layup. A layup is left-right or right-left, depending on what hand you are. So if we're going and we go right-left, if we were right-handed, okay, the reason that this is blocking footwork is this is in the event that you need to get bailed out. You are super late. It's really quick footwork. What's going to happen? And the reason why this is a bailout is because you are going to be drifting in the air. You're not going to be in an established position to land where you take off from, which you got to be very careful if you're blocking next to uh, another person. If you're blocking with somebody else, you know, we don't want to have any injuries with rolling an ankle. So this is a bailout fork. So imagine, again, if you're driving, don't close your eyes, but imagine if you're a middle blocker and you're super late, you know you're not going to get to the pin in time. What you can do is you can do this footwork so that you can at least take an area away. And the footwork is simple. You have two feet, shoulder width apart. And just like the uh, the footwork that I talked about for the pin blockers, in this, in this case, you're going to go 
push off with your left. You're going to go right, left, up. Right, left, up. That's it. Your last two steps are pretty much right there. And that is just to take an area away so that at least you can funnel the offense into your defense and your defense, your defense can set up around you. So you're just funneling them in there, okay? So, you know, push off the left foot, right, left, up. So two steps. And that's a little bailout, kind of like a little layup footwork type style there, and you'll be good to go, all right? So just to recap the blocking footwork, and there's um there's actually a lot more like intricate footwork stuff that we can get into, but uh, I, I I don't I don't I don't I think this I just want to leave it at these simple strategies because I don't want to confuse anybody. Um, if you're a DVA member, by the way, um, I have an entire multiple courses where I talk about blocking for each position. So there's blocking for the pin position, there's blocking for the middle, and we talk a lot about you know. Uh, there's other footworks like covering long distance and situational blocking and things like that. But uh, but for this episode, I think I gave you a lot to go on without over overwhelming anybody. So if you're a DVA member and you want to learn more, just go and check out those. Uh, the, it's the position courses. And if you're not a DVA member and you'd like to learn more about this stuff, in addition to other things, head on over to digitalvolleyballacademy.com and you'll get more information there. And if you don't know what DVA is, as I always mention on these episodes, DVA is my signature membership program where I get a chance to work with coaches all around the world. Um, and basically, it's my mentorship membership. That's what I like to call it. It's my mentorship program. It's not a it's not a library of videos that you're kind of going and picking a couple ideas here and there. It is a mentorship program where I teach coaches how to build championship programs in addition to having a lot of courses on all the positions and skills of our game where you can use that as a resource, no doubt about it. But I'm more, I'm more interested in not only teaching you how to pass efficiently, how to hit efficiently, how to set efficiently. I, I teach all that stuff, but I'm more interested in teaching that plus how to build programs, how to build championship programs, how to teach your athletes to be more efficient, how to get faster player development how to talk about programming, you know, culture, stuff like that. And we jump on two coaching calls twice a month. I get a chance to bring you into my gym so you can see what we do behind the scenes and a lot more things. So yeah, head over to digitalvolleyballacademy.com and take a look there. And just to recap this episode, uh, we talked about setting. Okay, remember setting, right foot parallel to the midcourt line, left foot open to the court. We talked about pushing off the right. We talked about your last two steps. We talked about setting off one foot uh, versus an overpass, as well as pivoting off that right foot to set when you can't get your two steps there. We talked about blocking. So we start off with a shuffle, making sure you understand how to, sh- like, you know, shuffling left to right. Very, very simple, easy. It's going to help you with your hand positioning when you're just getting started, but it's very slow. We talked about the three-step block, okay, the three-step crossover. So you push off the inside foot, left foot crossover, right foot close. We talked about uh, the two steps for your pins. If you're a pin blocker, you only need two steps. And we talked about having the weight on the outside foot. And then we talked about the uh, layup. You know, I call it the crossover two-step. It's just two, two steps. That's it. It's a bailout type of footwork for the block. And um, that will help you get there really quickly. All right. That's it for me. I hope you guys got some value out of today's episode. Next week, we'll talk about footwork for left sides, right sides, some passing, some defense. Hopefully, we can get it all done in one episode. If not, we'll do it in uh, two. All right, that's it for me. I will see you guys next week on another episode of the Volleyball by Design podcast. Take care. All right, cue the music. Look. 
Are you at the stage you want to be in your volleyball journey? How would it feel to get clarity on your training and instead of taking months to get better, you could improve in weeks, if not days? When I was a young coach and player, I felt this way all the time. The truth is, after I got some great advice on how to be efficient, my learning curve grew exponentially. Let me show you how to be more efficient and effective in this game. I invite you to check out CoachBTraining.com for more resources that you can use to take your game to the next level. I look forward to helping you reach your volleyball goals.